0: Number 5, January tenth, two
1: 2008. Recorded live, deep in the EKC tank of Smag01. You can tell that's where we are because we're covered in particles. Hopefully our
0: one listener got that joke. So, Pat, how about that Optimus Prime?
1: I hear uh, he's more than meets the eye.
0: Well, Pat, welcome back to Tweaking Geek from after the holidays.
1: Yes, I've, I've actually been in a coma ever since. Too- because, too much because- turkey. Actually, they've debunked that. Tryptophan in turkey does not put you to sleep. It's the eating two pounds of it that does that.
0: Yeah, that's, I've heard that too, where it's basically that people overeat at Thanksgiving, and you know, there's no better way of celebrating our uh, – I don't know. <laughs> there's no better way of celebrating religious holidays than by committing the sin of gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And on that uplifting note, so uh, yeah, so we're here, we are back on Tweaking Geek number five. I think that uh, we got some pretty fun stuff to talk about today. We do. We actually have
1: somewhat proof that there are listeners now, more, yes, more than and, one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we've gone from listener to listener. All three of you. Thank you very much. Although the problem is, is that these listeners are people that downloaded our podcast when they act when they're actually looking for tweak and porn. Oh.
1: Sorry to disappoint. There will be none of that. Yeah. Yes, there will definitely be no
0: tweak here. Oh, oops. Four point. <laughs> so we got called out on making an error. Yes, Yeah, we did. And I actually, I literally got called about making an error. Uh, we heard about this error uh, from one of our listeners by, via phone that's very, uh, very high tech. So what did we get wrong? Well, do you recall, Pat, last time we talked, um, I talked for probably more time than was appropriate about uh, quantum mechanics, especially this one little thought experiment called the uh, Schrodinger's cat. Isn't it Schrodinger? Only if you're a poser. Oh, fine. Or German. Uh, no, but, so we talked about it, and I, I described the Schrodinger's cat. Uh, let's just say I've... I took a quantum mechanics course from a Nobel laureate and/or a Nobel nominee, and he pronounced it Schrodinger. So, I f- figure he knows better than me. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, we talked about the Schrodinger's cat where, experiment, where you have the cat inside the box with the little poison gas device inside the box, right? Yes. For all of our listeners who might be interested, that was at twenty twelve twenty minutes and twelve seconds into the last podcast. Well, I stated very erroneously. That the box that the cat and the, uh, the poison gas device were in was transparent, and actually, I meant it was. Op- I meant that it was opaque, but I said transparent. And the um, astounding thing about this erratum is not that we had a listener who picked it up because, frankly, all of our listeners are smart and good-looking. <laughs> um, however, it was because this listener is actually. A social worker who uh, who actually like knows something about quantum mechanics. Who'd have thought? Yeah, you'd, you'd say, "Oh, st- uh, you know, I'm a, a typical, you know, stereotypical social worker. They're, you know, all excited about things that are like helping people and you know making the world a better place." And however, this this one, uh, and it's actually because this reader or this listener uh, is someone that I know. Actually, my cousin, uh, who uh, I introduced her a long time ago to this interesting little book that I recommend to all our readers, which I'm holding right now. It's called Alice in Quantum Land, which is a, an interesting uh, parody, or it's not really a parody. It's more of like an adaptation of the uh, story of Alice in Wonderland, except for instead of Alice going into a world where, with uh, you know, drug-smoking caterpillars and uh, you know, eggs sitting on walls. It's, it's about, uh, Alice going into, basically going into a world where, uh, you know, kind of quantum mechanics apply. You know, there's like little electrons walking around and, you know, that type of thing. It's a really interesting book and it actually is quite, uh, informative, uh, when it comes to quantum mechanics and it describes them in a, in a way that's actually quite accurate. So, uh, this, this listener has read that book and uh, actually can hold a pretty good conversation about quantum mechanics. That's that's compelling. It's by Robert Gilmore. And we'll include the Amazon link in our show notes, as usual. That's right. I highly recommend it. Although I bought it at Barnes and Noble, so. So you, and you had something interesting to say about something interesting we said before. Yes, your discussion of the I'm in your blank, blanking your blank.
1: Um, t-shirt that you saw which I thought was totally rad well I uh, I misquoted the origin of that it was actually um, according to my detailed internet wikipedia research it was based on a classic Starcraft game um, where a, a screenshot was posted on a website uh, containing the phrase I'm in your base killing all your dudes apparently from the winner I would hope or the delusional loser. Um, ah. And it and uh, something I forgot to mention last time, but uh, this this December, Wired ran a, a Geekipedia page about it. Uh, so they had a couple funny ones. Uh, they let listeners or readers rather submit their own uh, and then vote on them. So I'll include a link there and some of, some of my favorites.
0: Cool. My favorite is I'm in your Middle East making your peace agreement nice all right moving right along <laughs> there
1: was tweaking geek and no politics we have been letting our listener email back up because we're bad people and because it
0: trickles in fairly slowly
1: so let's move right to our first email this is from ken uh who wants to buy a new pc and he writes Longtime time listener first time caller I'm considering buying a new computer, and I was wondering at what point do you decide you can't live with your last one and that you have to have a new one? Once you've made that decision, do you build your own piece by piece, or do you buy a fully built computer system?
0: I would have to say, first of all, he may be a longtime listener, but he did not actually call in. So that just totally gets rid of all credibility he ever had. This email is invalid. This email is invalid. So he is too dumb to own a computer. But no. worked <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two years. That's what I say.
1: As soon as something... Basically, I go every generation of technology. So I had a P2, a P3, a P4, a dual core. Cool. I think you have computers older than me.
0: No, you know what? Actually, I just built a brand new computer recently. Uh, you know, I I've, I let them go, but... See, I, I don't do the... I'm not one of those people who just goes through and says, you know, you know, now's a t- good time to upgrade because there's interesting new technology. With me, it's more like I need to like suffer like a massive brain hemorrhage from like frustration with my computer. You know, when it's like, you know, it's like I want to use the computer today and I turn it on and by the time it's time to go to bed, it's almost done booting. So hard drive death or something, major
1: component death.
0: Well, it, it's you know, it's not even that. It's more of just like, all right, I'll I'll tell a, a boring story about why I built my last computer i built like i would say I, it's not like top of the line but it's pretty decent you know it's i've got a core 2 duo you know four gigs of ram uh you know giant hard drives awesome video card that sort of thing and the reason i got this new computer is because i i was like okay i need i want to put a bigger hard drive in my computer and that was all you know and i instead of buying a new computer i just used my old one i'm like i'll just order a Myself, a little bit of a hard drive. I got the hard drive, and I ordered IDE, because I'm like, oh, it's, you know, got an IDE bus in there. And I was too dumb to, like, open up the computer at first and realize that I didn't have any IDE spots left. I only had, like, one IDE channel. So I had this computer with a brand-new hard drive, and I couldn't get a DVD drive to work on anyway. So I'm like, crap. So basically, I had this, like, $80 hard drive, so I had to buy a new computer to go with it. (laughs) Fair enough. So... Yeah, so basically, I just like I was so pissed off that like I had this hard drive that I couldn't use anywhere that I just like went out and spent like a thousand dollars and bought a new computer. That's yeah. fair. So, hey, yeah. by the
1: way, you reminded me of something. In our gripes about Vista, we mentioned, and this was not Vista specific, but the 32-bit limitation on RAM and the three to four gig memory hole. It turns yeah. out that's not an absolute. Uh, some motherboards have a BIOS setting uh, to, yeah. to remap that I/O memory mapped devices really Uh, so on some machines you can get some of that memory back not always all of it and it's very dependent on your machine
0: after we're done recording this i'm going to see if i have that
1: and we do not recommend you try this at home we're professionals sort of
0: well i mean i suppose everybody's professional at something
1: that's true i'm a professional at disclaiming liability (laughs) <laughs> wow. <laughs> Have you gotten to law school? <laughs> no, but almost. I am not a lawyer, as I say on Slashdot. Just so me. I replace my computer when it gets obsolete. I, I'm a gamer, so I, I push my computer a little harder than you probably do.
0: Yeah, I, I think that probably gaming pushes it harder than, than uh, giant porn collections. Lovely. Okay, <laughs> so you, you
1: replace your computer when it needs it.
0: But, like, it's, like, when it's, like, it needs it, and I'll die if I don't.
1: Okay. So, do you build, or do you buy? Uh, I build, usually.
0: You know, I, I the first computer I ever owned, which you may remember this, Pat, I built with your help. That's and right.
1: Then went to a computer show, bought all the pieces, and built it on, on the spot. Or, yeah. we went back to your house and built it.
0: Yeah, and that's when uh, the infamous Nerf... Dart incident happened. We will never tell the infamous Nerf dart story. Yes, the Nerf dart story. It's like basically the bards still sing tales of it. <laughs> but I, I built, I built that, and I actually built the next next two computers I had. But after that, I found that at Dell you could actually get pretty decent computers refurbed for next to nothing. So I bought a few of those. But then I don't know. I just like couldn't resist, and so on. Like computer number five or six or whatever. I I built it and. Uh, I, I, you know, I say if you can, it's not particularly cheaper to build. It's probably reasonably uh, the same, but you, you just feel better about it, you know. And you really know what's in there, and you know. Right. You
1: know. What about I mean, you? What do you, you do? I, I've built. Typically, if you enjoy building, it's definitely a fun hobby. I mean, you can even if you're really good at it, you can look forward to blowing a full day minimum to to build a new machine
0: and that joy of when you turn it when you press the power button and first of all when it powers on the computer meaning you got those little uh those little uh, wire you know little jumpers hooked up correctly and it actually like boots is just like it, it's ecstasy you basically. haven't
1: lived until you press that button and a little curl of smoke comes out of the machine meaning that you did not in fact hook those little jumpers up correctly
0: exactly you have not lived till you turn it on you plug it in and all you hear from the chassis is beep, beep. And yes. It's like, uh-oh, does that mean the RAM's bad or what? Actually, some machines uh,
1: these days, uh, if you check the main board, they come with an extender board with uh, LEDs on them. So not only does it fail to boot, but rather than a beep code, it has an LED code that's you know very easy to read. There's no question about, it. Was that too long and one short or too long and too short? Um, you can read the code and know at exactly what point of the... Power on self test. It failed.
0: Interesting. You know, I heard about a, uh, a new motherboard that they have. I don't remember what the brand was, but basically, there's an embedded Linux distribution on the motherboard itself. So basically, it's independent of. Uh, I guess it's not independent of the processor, but like it doesn't require like a hard disk with the operating system on it. If your RAM and CPU are okay, you can like, uh, you can boot up into Linux and run this Linux distribution and go on the Internet and look for problems if, like, your hard drive's dead or your drivers aren't working or something like that. It's pretty dumbed down. Isn't that awesome? It is awesome.
1: However, I'm going to backtrack on my statement and say that if I had it to do today, I'd try to buy. And that's just for the peace of mind that someone else has built it and that there's a warranty and I'm not going to have to RMA any parts. Um, I mean, as soon as you RMA one part, you 've blown the cost advantage of building yourself true um, it used to be used to be significant it used to be talking 25 30 percent in the price now you're talking 50 bucks on on a whole machine well worth it for a warranty
0: yeah but you know there are some but buying sometimes there are horror stories uh, it, it like I have a friend who just bought a Dell laptop uh, it was refurb but you know their their warranty holds exactly the same on that. And she had to send it back three times because it would just keep shutting down spontaneously. And they'd, like, make her do all this stuff. They'd send it back. You know, she'd send it to them. They'd send it back. She'd send it to them. They'd send it back. Finally, the fourth time, they sent her a new computer. And hmm. it took her literally, uh, like, three months to actually get a working computer. She bought it for school and missed almost an entire semester of having a computer. Oh, it was terrible. She just got it back today, actually.
1: No, I've had, I've had good luck with Dell, historically. Um, but I've heard horror. Yeah. I've heard horror stories about every distributor. I mean, I, I I think everyone gets a bad
0: spot and gets you know bad customer service every now and then. Um, yeah, and I, their margins are really thin too. So they they really want to like not give away free computers. Right. Now I kind of have a Dell. I have an Alienware laptop. Oh, those are
1: nice. It, it's nice. I paid too much to have the name. It has a really great
0: screen though. Nineteen hundred by twelve hundred. Oh, I don't know what nice. I do without it. I don't um, know, you'd use a, uh, one of those green <laughs> monochrome CRT monitors? Probably. And I've personally had really good luck uh, with HP,
1: especially in the mid-range. Um, you know, the $1,000 $1, plus machines. Um, I've, had, I've had pretty good luck with them. Um, lasted a long time, not a lot of maintenance calls, and pretty decent machines for the money. You you have to be careful on the very low end machines. Uh, yeah, because you can end up with machines that don't have expansion ports or have very few. Um, it's not at all uncommon for them to have absolutely no video slot. You're stuck with the onboard video.
0: Yes, uh, that that is true. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, like with anything, if you uh, buy something extremely cheap, you you can't complain when you get what you paid for sometimes you're totally lucky and it's awesome but sometimes you know it's not how much do you think if you're going to someone's going to buy a computer how much do you think like how much would you say this person should you know a person who just wants a new computer for just kind of like average use how much would you expect expect them to spend
1: Um, for average use I think you can find something good around the eight hundred dollar to a thousand dollar price point
0: is that with or without a monitor
1: um, with a monitor you get good deals a lot of times. Okay. I've actually had a hard time buying PCs without monitors. Um you may by spend monitors, little- you mean those large lizards, right? Right. Okay. So if you want a, if you want a really nice monitor or whatever, you you may spend a little bit more. Um, if you are a gamer um, or you just want a little bit more high performance? I think that's going to put you right around fifteen hundred dollars typically. And that's just if you if you look at you know what the performance you get for price. That's kind of where the knee of the curve tends to fall in that range. Very cool. So moving on. I hope that answers Ken's question. If, and it, if did, it
0: doesn't, then he needs to pay more to have his question answered. Yes,
1: we 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 only give you a freebie the first time.
0: <laughs> <So, laughs> where the Answer dealers. Cool. All right. So, the next question then. Who is this question from? This is from Megan. We have a female listener. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. Hey, our first question was from Lori. Oh, that's right. Oh, we uh, uh, so far that means we have more female listeners than uh, than male listeners. So this is total. This is officially a chick podcast now. Oh, great. Okay. Hey, by the way, we're working on our new fashion segment. That was a lie there will be no That's right. Speed. Working on it would mean would imply that we're not already done with it. So,
1: Megan asks us, "The glory days of jewel cases are over. I want to digitize my CD collection. What's the best strategy and software to use, keeping in mind that you, Craig, have made me covetous of an iPod Touch?" Aha, uh-huh. I'm covetous of an iPod Touch. Oh, here's mine. I'm touching it now. Never mind, I'm fine.
0: So, you're saying that the iPod Touch is so awesome that when it's not directly in your sight, you covet it?
1: Yes. I think okay. this is how, like, evil overlords in movies get started. Someone takes their iPod Touch away.
0: That's true. Well, you know, all these, like, evil overlords are generally in the future, and it's like, basically, civilization stopped evolving once the iPod Touch came over because... That's, that's very true. ...it had reached the cap. But anyway, she didn't ask about the iPod Touch. Just, uh, uh, But
1: I think uh, this is very important. If if you're going to use an iPod, just use iTunes. I mean, it's it's what it's designed for.
0: That's true. Are there, are there, so, is there software out there that you can uh, use to synchronize your iPod that isn't iTunes? Plenty. If, if you do, Google, you'll
1: find dozens. Do they work well? They do. Um, I have a friend with a both an old Nano and a new Classic. That's kind of an oxymoron. Um, but they both sync uh, on his Linux computer. Obviously, he can't run iTunes, and he found a replacement uh, to run there. There's tons. If you just Google it, you'll
0: find plenty. But you're you're excluded from using the iTunes Music Store at all, right? This is correct. Okay. And that actually brings up a good point.
1: When you're converting your tunes in iTunes, I recommend you go into your settings and switch it to use plain old MP3 instead of uh, AAC format. That's because AAC is pretty much only supported by the iPod. And just in case a new brand ever comes out and you want to migrate your music to it, you should leave it in a more generic format.
0: Exactly. Uh, But, you know, however, yeah, if you are, but if you're like me and you never thought to do that and you're completely married for life to the iPod, then that's all right. And you can always convert later, too. I think you can actually use iTunes to convert from AAC over to MP3 anyway. Okay, And,
1: I mean, outside of that, as far as, collecting if you're not going to use iTunes. I've used uh, CDEX. Uh, it's a good ripper. It does a lot to uh, organize your mp3s by artist or whatever you like. You get a lot of flexibility on the file names if you're going to use that to organize your collection. Um, outside of iTunes, I'm not familiar with a lot of large collection management software.
0: Yeah, you know, I've never been too impressed with iTunes as a cole- uh, music collection manager. It's because- sluggish. It's sluggish, and I mean, it really, it's kind of like a big spreadsheet. You know, you know, it's just like a list. If you're, if you're ripping or buying
1: all of your music through iTunes, it'll do a very good job of managing your collection.
0: Yeah, with that, you mean, albums. Yeah, it will even be pretty good, like when you rip a CD or import uh, MP3s or whatever, it's pretty good at finding out what album it belongs to and downloading album art if it's available and that sort of thing, which is pretty interesting. It's good stuff.
1: You won't yeah. be able to find your files in the mess that it generates, though, It's keeping balanced directories and all that fun stuff to keep your device
0: performing well. Right. Well, I mean, you can – I mean, it just – yeah, it'll put it just in your iTunes library. You can get the files eventually. I mean, yes. they're just right there. So and, but, right.
1: remember, if you have one of the new generation iPods, it's no longer just a mass storage device when you connect it to your computer. So you – without the aid of additional software, which, again, you can find by Googling – um, you won't be able to put files on your
0: player and copy them off on another computer. Exactly. Which, you know... It's fair. I, gu- I guess if you have... I mean, if you have like an iPod Classic, you know, one of those 80 or 160 gig or, you know, the... you'd w- You'd want those to be able to act as a mass storage device. But if you have an awesome device like the iPod Touch, frankly you have your it's 16 gigabytes you're not going to be wanting to use up a lot of that space moving files around
1: unless it's you're your gonna,
0: porn. Well, I mean, yeah, of course that's excluded your porn, of course. You, you iPods are exclusively a porn transportation device. <laughs> All right, so our uh, final email is from another loyal listener. And who's this? Nate.
1: Okay. And Nate's question is about Blu-ray. So he sent us a link to a New York Times article about uh, Warner selecting Blu-ray. Also this week there's been news about other studios that are not backing out of HD DVD but making very sure they have clauses in their contracts that would let them back out of HD DVD. So Nate asks us, I read this article today which is about how Warner Brothers is now going to use only Blu-ray which means that Blu-ray will be the leading high-def DVD format. I was wondering what you guys thought about this. Is Blu-ray really the superior format, or has DVD just lost out? And it seems like Blu-ray is a lot more expensive.
0: You know uh, what I thought about that initially? What? Nothing, because I hadn't actually given it much thought. That's, because I don't have HD so, DVD.
1: You don't have an HD TV?
0: I don't even have a regular TV. I you, don't own a regular TV.
1: You practically live in the Stone Age.
0: I did. Would you like some Brontosaurus? <laughs> now... HD-DVD
1: still has Microsoft support. I mean, it's the format on the add-on unit for the Xbox 360. Um, Sony is really the big backer of Blu-ray on the PlayStation 3. Yep. I'm going to disagree that Blu-ray is a lot more expensive. I think when you actually look at the price of Blu-ray players versus HD-DVD standalone players, they're very comparable. An HD DVD drive for the Xbox 360 is slightly cheaper, um, but then you have to have an Xbox 360 to connect it to, and it works out to be a great deal more expensive than a PlayStation 3, um, yeah. which comes with a Blu-ray drive built in. Um, as far as the formats, I mean, I'm not, I, I have neither yet, so uh, I, I'd, I'd be purely conjecturing. It does look like, through pure market strength, Blu-ray is pulling ahead. Um, Blockbuster supports Blu-ray after, after trying both. Um, so it looks like Blu-ray is leading now. I can't count out HD DVD. The big thing to think about, too, is we've got a lot of studios that have paid for HD DVD releases of their films. And they're not going to want to leave customers high and dry. You know, Now that you've sunk hundreds and hundreds of dollars into your HD setup, uh, you're not going to be very happy if it becomes a useless brick. The and, hey, tru- the Matrix trilogy just came out on HD-DVD.
0: Oh, goody. We get to watch Underground Dance Party in high def.
1: That's a great okay. time to move on. You
0: know, well, I want to actually say something more. Not if box. it has
1: anything to do with Underground Dance Party.
0: No, no Underground Dance Party. Okay.
1: You all right. go.
0: so All right. So HD-DVD... Um, I'm kind of running off memory here, but uh, there's some features of HD DVD that aren't, like, Blu-ray is basically a movie format that you, like, play movies, and you know, there was much rejoicing. But HD has, there's some features of that where uh, it's built in uh, some sort of, like, the technology has some sort of networking where you can synchronize. If, you know, if you have an HD DVD of you know, The Matrix Reloaded, and I have this HD DVD of The Matrix Reloaded, and we have the players that support it, we can kind of uh, synchronize what we're watching so that they play exactly at the same time and we can... So we can, you know... It's kind of like group watching of a movie and there's some other stuff too, like some other uh, like technical features that HD DVD has that Blu-ray doesn't. But I think Blu-ray... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Blu-ray uh, disc capacity is uh, significantly larger than HD DVD, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah, and... I think that you, you know what I think. Why I think Blu-ray is working is going to win. Why? Marketing. Blu-ray is just like a cooler name. You know, I mean, people are like, "Do you have HD DVD?" Well, isn't that the same as DVD? You know, I have a DVD, HD DVD. You know, it's basically we've acronymed them to death.
1: See, I, I thought that a- was the exact opposite. I thought people would say HD DVD is, "Oh, it's a DVD in HD." I get it. Uh, Blu-ray, is that like what Marvin
0: the Martian shot people with? No, it's like, Blu-ray, yeah, that's rocks. Blu-ray to the extreme, you know, stuff like that. It's just like, you know, like a superhero. It's like, you know, oh, help, my kitty's up in a tree. Blu-ray to the rescue. You know, stuff like that. It's Blu-ray's cool. It's It's fab. It's awesome. It's hip. Which I am not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <This laughs> But, and, and I think the Blu ray, I saw like the Blu ray movie things, uh, the, I think the boxes a Blu ray movie comes in are like a little bit shorter and fatter than a HD DVD one. And we know and short, short and fat sells. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> you no, know? but, uh, you know, but I mean, they, they look a little bit different and the Blu ray logo is kinda, It's not just, like, DVD with, like, HD after it's, like, a hard drive DVD, but it, like, Blu-ray has, like, a little swish, and it's, like, awesome, and, like, you're totally, like, think that you're, like, in the inner click if you, like, are buying Blu-ray and, like, that you're going to be popular and women will, like, flock around you. It's like, he's buying Blu-ray. He must be a celebrity.
1: (laughs) So I don't think HD DVD is dead. But for technical and market economics reasons on my side and because the swish is sexy on your side, uh, we both agree that Blu-ray is probably going to triumph as it looks at this point.
0: Pat, let's just say this. Everything's sexy on my side. Now we are (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Um, So, all right. So Blu-ray, buy, sell, or hold.
1: Wait for someone to give me as a gift.
0: Okay. Fair enough. You? Okay. Uh sell. But that's just because I want more money and if I can sell it then I get more money. And well, I don't own it.
1: This leads us nicely into our next topic. You you do have more money. You chance I do. to additional funds and you want to know what consumer electronics to buy with a windfall.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is that uh, you know I, I sold all those orphans to the gypsies, and I ended up with a little bit of extra money on, on my hands. Did they give you a good rate? You know, what's the going rate on orphans? Two ninety nine a pound. Um, I'd like to apologize to our gypsy listeners, <laughs> and we'd like to point and laugh at our orphan listeners.
1: Oh, I'd like to apologize to our orphan listeners, and we hope that Craig dies a horrible death. So. Obviously, well, I, you're not going to be buying Blu-ray because you don't even have a TV,
0: right? And I, which I will also not be buying. So here's the thing: I and I came into a little bit of money, not a ton of money, but just like enough that like it was money that I didn't expect. And uh, I, I'm like, you know what? I, I usually, when I get money, it's like, oh goody, this is so awesome! I get to save, you know, and that's like how I always am. So I'm like, I think I'm gonna buy a little, you know, buy some you know, stuff, which, you know, I just I've spent a little bit on just, you know, kind of clothes and books. But, you know, it's like I want to get some, you know, some electronics, something like geeky and cool that I would never think of buying otherwise. Okay, and so you know what? what? I what just can't. At? Well, see, I I don't know. It's like, you know how they say, what do you buy for the person who has everything? <laughs> what does the person who wants nothing buy? Oh, that's wonderful.
1: That's very zen. I am
0: very zen. You know me.
1: The person who wants nothing buys all of it.
0: <laughs> I don't have that much, so let's, 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 let's narrow it down a bit. Okay. What are your What are your recommendations? You know, I you know, what, what do you? I already have an iPod Touch. Keeping that in mind, so really, there's no consumer electronics that are any good. But okay, you know, number it's, one, it's, I have to say, buy a Wii. But I don't want to talk about Wiis. <laughs> there's been too much discussion
1: of the Wii all Christmas. I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't even turn mine on to punish it.
0: I don't know is if even if I wanted to buy one I don't know if I could
1: the only way to get a Wii there's only one way to do it reliably and that's to find a Walmart a Target or a Best Buy learn when their shipments show up and call them every single day that was how I got a Wii I I had my Wii before Christmas of 06 that's pretty impressive and I remember when you got it I had to camp it out I actually had Zelda before because I would have been very angry to find a Wii and not Zelda which I proceeded not to play during my Christmas vacation have you have you beaten Zelda yet? I still haven't even come close. I'm maybe ten percent in. It's a great game. I just haven't I haven't been in that Zelda kind of mood. But that's enough Wii. Far that's too much Wii. Far too much Wii.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I, and so I, I guess yeah, the Wii is something that you know I, I don't know. Let's I'm thinking maybe a little scaled down from that. You know, a, a Wii is cool, but I'm just not sure that I would play it enough.
1: So what or, about a DS? Nintendo DS handheld?
0: Have you seen the Nintendo DS handheld The Legend of Zelda Edition? It's I haven't. Like a gold, it's a gold with a little picture of the Triforce on it.
1: Oh, that's great. Would you get one?
0: Well, you know, I was thinking about it, but then someone said what are you, like 13? But I think that's unfair.
1: I mean, the DS has some really great games out there. In fact, some uh, at least one of the Wii games is just a port from the DS. Uh, Trauma Center, which is a kind of Puzzle puzzle game based on shapes and stuff. It was originally for the DS with the stylus, um, and on the Wii they use the Wii mote for the same effect.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess that that would be a good way of uh, the Wii, a good way to uh, what do you call it? Port those games over because you do need to have some sort of like analog right. input, and that that that's pretty decent. I wonder if they have, like Brain Age for the Wii. I'm not sure. Because that would be pretty decent.
1: Now another thing with the DS, you get a lot of classic games being re-released. Uh, I know Final Fantasy III has been re-released, Final Fantasy Tactics, which was Super Nintendo and uh, PlayStation. Um, and I think that's something that's going to continue. I'm sorry, Final Fantasy III was original Nintendo, never released in the U.S. Oh, the, the real Final Fantasy. III. Real Final Fantasy III, not the Super Nintendo three, which was actually six. Six, right? I have a-
0: to say that. Of all the Final Fantasy games that I'm familiar with, I'm only really up, up, familiar up to seven. The, the two threes are like by far the most awesome. So right. what else? What else would you want? Well, I was thinking of a digital camera, and because the digital camera I have now is it's pretty high tech. I bought it; it was like a late model 1999 one. I have. 1.3 megapixels, takes four AA batteries, and if you use the little screen on the back, it takes like 10 seconds to switch between photos, and if you use it for like five minutes, it drains the battery completely. So that sounds a lot like my camera, which
1: was vintage 1999, only one megapixel. Um, Ooh, that's awesome. You actually, I, I think you, you drain the entire power grid if you plug it in and turn on the back. <laughs>
0: You're like, go to next picture, and it says on the screen, "Please plug into wall." So that we can put more power required. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad on power. Um, and with the one
1: megapixels, they're fine. I mean, I'm I'm not unhappy with my camera, but you can't really print the pictures you take. You can yeah. you can post them on the web, and they'll look okay.
0: Right, right. Especially if you yeah, you scale them down, then it's like, well, you know, it's is that a dog or a house, you know? But uh, or so right, in terms of cameras. Uh, like, I was thinking, the one I have now is an Olympus, and but is that, like, what's the best company? If I was going to go and buy a camera, you know, where should I be, you know, should I be looking at Olympus or Canon or, you know, there's some, I think there's, like, you know, HP and Sony, you know, who really is are the good camera manufacturers? Oh. How much would I want to spend on a decent camera?
1: My camera is an old HP, and it's been wonderful, um, but I don't know that... I'd- I don't I'm not up on their brand at this point. Uh the brand I like these days is Canon. Okay. Uh, they're consistent. I I know personally nobody who's bought a Canon and disliked it. Um and one thing that I like about the Canons, um they've got the old shape um where you have what seemed like it would be the film canister and now it's the yeah. battery and the flash card. Oh. Um but the, a lot of the other new cameras are flat, some people might like that more um, they 're just flat, featureless square, maybe a little curvy, but generally you know rectangular in shape. Um, another question to ask is, do you want just a camera? Or do you want a camera with video capabilities i I tend away from the video capabilities. I figure they're not going to be very good, and a video camera is just as cheap if that 's what you really
0: want. There are some cameras out there which uh, they tout. That they take uh, video, you know, which I, I, you know, I was like, you know, if I was going to video, it would be one of those things that'd be kind of funny to have, or you know, like, oh, isn't that fun? I can do video, but they uh, uh, they tout that they take video in the exact resolution to make it uploadable to YouTube or whatever. Correct. And I was I was very suspicious that that's probably just a gimmick. I I'm not sure. I have seen cameras advertising the YouTube integration. And that just seems to me to be something like, well, okay, but, you know, it's like this takes pictures that are optimized for the web. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that doesn't really – that's kind of a meaningless thing to say, you know.
1: So a digital camera, uh, useful, practical, it's a good purchase. The other thing – you can look to be in the $200 range for a pretty nice one. Okay. Um, beyond that, there's a big jump because you move from a standard camera to an SLR, uh, single-lens reflex camera.
0: Well, I was uh, looking to spend fifty thousand, but I mean I guess two hundred's okay too.
1: So uh SLR gets considerably more expensive and you're moving into serious amateur, low grade professional equipment at that point.
0: Cool. Well, a couple of the other things I was thinking of uh was uh noise cancelling headphones, because I thought that would be awesome because then I could drown out the uh constant drone of World of Warcraft discussion at my office. But then they won't you do yeah, I was thinking you pretty much would need to hook them up to Deep Blue and have, like, the processing take place there. And I don't have a Deep Blue, so... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I,
1: I do have noise-canceling headphones because I work in a server room, and it's awesome. It must be a 80% reduction in background noise. But it's only for, like, background noise. They're also absolutely wonderful on airplanes. Um, any environment with con- kind of constant background noise, they'll really uh, help you out on.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that, that's cool. That, that's good. But since they won't meet, you know, meet my requirements, I guess. Eh. Another one I was thinking was GPS, because in uh, like a, one of the GPS systems, because I remember like five years ago. Or a car map? Uh, like a handheld. Something. Okay. Well, because what I, I remember that like I, I went hiking with a friend a few years ago and he had his GPS there. And it was like basically this, you know, this giant thing with a gas generator that uh, would tell you, you know, within like 50 miles, your longitude and latitude. And I'm like, you know, in like this big LCD display, I'm like, huh, that's great. But now you can like put maps and stuff on it. So I was thinking that might be pretty cool to like map, you know, hiking trips or, uh you know, just that I was thinking about it for that or also uh, geocaching. Are you familiar with that? I am familiar with geocaching. And I might think I would think it would be kind of fun to do some geocaching. And
1: yeah, uh, for people who aren't familiar with it, that is the practice of hiding stashes of items at GPS coordinates and posting them and letting people go find them and exchange them and things like that.
0: Yeah, you go and you uh, – right, you, there's like usually a little box or something. You put something in and take something out and write in the log. It, it's pretty cool, and uh, I have a cousin who does it, and he really likes it. So um, that might be pretty cool. So I'm no. thinking of GPS. Any – do you know of any companies that are good I've heard of like Garmin and uh, Magellan
1: yep I've seen I've seen a garmin handheld that's pretty nice um, does the maps and all that and it wasn't terribly expensive um, in the one to two hundred dollar range I have a much more expensive one uh, or at least it was at the time from Magellan that I use in my car yep and I've had I've had spotty luck with it when it's worked it's been great it even gives you kind of a 3d view of the road so you know when a turn's coming up and things like that and it talks yep um, that was cool yeah, it's it's good when it works. It has a hard time picking up signal sometimes. Um, uh, that could be a, a factor that I, I live in a, in a big city and the buildings interfere and stuff like that. Oh, really? Um, so I, I'm iffy on the Magellan brand. I haven't disliked it, um, but the Garmin looks really nice and it's uh, significantly cheaper. Nice. So I'd make a couple small PC toy recommendations. Okay. And I've got two toys, and they were both uh, around a hundred dollars or less. Um, and I've I've gotten a lot of use of both of them. So the first is a graphics tablet. I don't know how much you have to do graphics, especially if you've got to go in and retouch an image or take something out of it. You know, the the simple things that are more geeky than artsy. Yeah. Uh, you'd be amazed at the difference uh, having a stylus with pressure sensitivity levels over having a mouse. Um, it really lets you go in and finely work edges of something when you're cutting and pasting or things like that. Nice. Um, and uh, you can d- you get a decent one uh, for around 90 to to $100. Uh, the Wacom Graphire line is really good.
0: Okay. Um, now, would that, like, does that integrate with something like uh, – uh, are you familiar with the the program Paint.net? It's pretty famous.
1: I've Paint Paint.net, but I've never tried it with my stylus. I'd be surprised if it doesn't have pressure support. Um. Certainly, Photoshop supports it. Um, the right. GIMP supports it. Oh, nice. Um, so it's 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 not too unusual. Um, you know, the nicer ones have maybe a thousand levels of pressure sensitivity. Mine has two fifty six or five twelve, plenty for me. Um, and like I said, it's just if you find yourself doing retouching type stuff or a lot of cut and paste work with photographs. Um, obviously, if you're an artist, it's a must have. Um, but for a geek, it's it's nice to have um, if you do that kind of work. The other toy I have that I found extremely useful is, uh, this is a very specific brand, the Shuttle Pro Version 2. Yeah. And it's by Contour Design. So for anyone who's not familiar with a shuttle, um, it's an audio-video device prim- primarily. It's, it doesn't go into space. I was, I was terribly disappointed. <laughs> um, the core of it is Two wheels. One is a free-spinning wheel that can you know spin clockwise or counterclockwise. The other is what's called a jog, so it can only spin a certain distance clockwise or counterclockwise. When you let go, it's spring-loaded, so it goes back to neutral. Yeah. Um, And you typically use those for uh, gross and fine, fast forward and reverse. Uh, if you're scrolling oh. a video or a piece of music, very interesting. The Shuttle Pro also has nine main buttons, two side buttons, and four lower buttons. Um, so that's a lot of
0: buttons. That's fifteen. That is a lot of buttons.
1: Fifteen buttons. And now the great thing about the con- the, the Contour Shuttle Pro, the driver software lets you. Um, it detects what application you're in in the foreground and it lets you map the buttons per application to anything you can imagine. A keystroke, a mouse click, a macro of uh, keys and mouse buttons and the like. Um, And it comes with presets for almost every program you can imagine. Um, For instance, I use Cakewalk Sonar uh, for a lot of my audio recording and it, it came with a preset for that. So it already controlled, you know, play, stop, record, go to end, go to beginning, go to next mark, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just fabulously useful if you do any kind of video or audio work. Um, I also use it in Visual Studio. I've got all the buttons mapped to you know, build, save, uh, next breakpoint, previous breakpoint, um, scroll around, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: That's pretty decent. Yeah, I like that. So it's,
1: you know, it's, it's a new interface device. It's a little weird. Not everyone's seen it. But once you, once you get one, I doubt you'll want to go back. Uh, it's, it's just extremely useful. And of course, it works in all my media players. When I switch my media player, I have play, stop, pause type buttons.
0: Hmm. Well, that's that's some good recommendations. Maybe I should just instead of buying consumer electronics, maybe I should like go buy a lawnmower. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe so. I'll try to. You know, what I'm going to try to do is uh, all that money that's burning a hole in my pocket. I'll see if I can uh, before our next Tweaking geek. Maybe I can uh, buy something and let you know how it turns out. You spend it and we'll check uh, out your loot. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I come back with like, you know, like, yeah, I'm like now like a level six salesperson in Amway, shoot me.
1: I will shoot you. Okay. I'm going to take a minute and again, I'm going to plug uh, an interview series that I've been doing on my blog, www.worldiv.com. If you go there, And you select from the Categories list, which is just a little ways down the front page on the right side. There will be a category called Interviews. Um, And we've had interviews with a whole bunch of folks throughout the uh, online gaming blogosphere. Um, These have ranged from developers, uh, independent developers. Uh, So we've had people who've worked with AAA studios, people who've worked with completely independent shoestring budget studios players, people with extremely popular blogs, people with uh, s- similar obscurity levels to our own, um, and it's just been really cool. Uh, we've talked with a lot of people. We've learned a lot about you know, our fellow bloggers as people. I know it sounds really kind of fluffy, uh, but it's true. It's uh, There are folks out there. They responded to our uh, cry for help. Um yeah so it's been really interesting and it's it's also kind of ratcheted up our activity level you know, getting extra eyes on us so uh we're we're starting to interact more with the community so go check it out at uh, www.worldiv.com/blog
0: Great I'm glad to hear that it's going so well those are pretty some pretty decent interviews uh, I don't real I'm not really familiar with the uh a lot of what's going on in there but uh, it's definitely uh uh there're definitely some pretty nice interviews and uh, very fascinating so um, I'd also
1: like to mention, by the way, another podcast, uh, just in in passing. It's uh, called "Shut Up, We're Talking." You'll find a link to it on that page as well. Um, and they were nice enough to link link World 4 uh, in there or to mention it in their discussion. So I think I return the favor, so they'll get a huge influx of our couple of listeners. Um, but that's actually yeah. a really interesting group, where a bunch of people, including uh, at least one that we interviewed. Um, routinely get together and talk about online games, uh, so it's kind of interesting to listen to all their opinions.
0: However, to all of our listeners, if you do go listen to Shut Up I'm Talking, or Shut Up We're Talking, please don't like decide that you like that better than Tweak and Geek and stop listening to us because
1: yeah. it's a long one though. It's usually over an hour.
0: So. Oh yeah, you definitely definitely don't listen to it. <laughs> no, we, we're way under an hour, at least ten minutes <laughs> under an hour. I think we've said enough. Would Would you like to shout out to anybody? Do I have to? No. If you don't, I will.
1: Okay. I'm gonna shout out to all of you, our listeners. That's Ken, Megan, and Nate for writing in, but I especially want to shout out to Billy because I just think that's funny.
0: Billy, yeah, Billy had a very good comment, and uh, I think we should also shout out to Aaron. You know who you are. For he's also that's one true. of our loyal listeners. So while we're well, at right, it, I'm gonna shout out uh, to Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Okay, that's that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be severely punished for that. I'm sure I will.
1: So, um, if anyone's still with us, uh, I would like to thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, you can always post a comment on our blog, www.tweakinggeek.com slash podcast, or you can email us at tg at tweakinggeek.com.
0: And if you want to send us, if you want to record an audio uh, question or audio comment and email it to us, we would be glad to play it for you. Unless it's totally obscene, then we'll just play yeah. it and laugh at you. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Or even video. We, could, we can put video on here.
0: If someone sends us a video comment that isn't totally lame, then we will definitely consider thinking about posting it.
1: And if you send us a video comment that is completely lame, we'll totally post it, but we'll make fun of you.
0: Yeah, we may actually make fun of you no matter what you do. But we actually appreciate everyone who listens. We have a really awesome group of uh, listeners that uh, are all, very, as I said, very smart and good-looking.
1: All right, go out there and get all your friends to listen to us. Please go rate our uh, podcast on iTunes so we can get even more listeners joining in. As always, all episodes and the show notes for all episodes are available at www.tweetandgeek.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. See you later.